the college football experience, Tennessee volunteers season preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. Yes, you can use the uh, free $25 to enter their Best Ball Mania 2. First place in Best Ball Mania 2 gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just NFL. They also have NBA, MLB, and more. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, of course. Don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome to the college football experience, Tennessee volunteer season preview. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi. How are you, pal? We are talking Vols football, and this was once a really rich program, Patty C, but they have been in the weeds, I feel like, for a while now. Um, I mean, Lane Kiffin, Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, Jeremy Pruitt, Josh Heupel, all since 2008. And they passed on Leach and Shiano. Leach, I guess the jury's still out on after a crazy year in Mississippi State, but I don't believe the jury's still out on because he was so great at Texas Tech and yeah. Washington State. The jury is not out yeah. on Mike Leach. Uh, but Shiano definitely should have been the guy that they hired as well, and they they fumbled those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Now here they are. Now look, Tennessee. Hate to say this, Patty C, but they've lost 15 of 16 against Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've lost the last 14 against Bama. They had what, like a 30 game yeah. streak against Kentucky broken. Yeah. And are, you know, I think trailing in that rivalry uh, lately. Losers of 9 and 11, uh, 9 of 11 against Georgia. <sighs> and they are split against Vanderbilt the last 10 games, five and five. What the hell is happening in Knoxville? Patty C let let me, I mean, if you start back in 1985, 
until 1999, they were ranked. They finished ranked all but two seasons. That's that's uh, 15 years. Yeah. 15, 13 rank, uh, ranked finishes in 15 years uh, up until 99. The 2000s have not been so kind to the old Vols, although still a solid, uh, what is that? Six top, um, no, seven, seven top 25 finishes since 2000. So it's not as bad as it looks, but for a program with higher expectations, it's been tough, you know? Yeah. And okay. I mean, I, I, they, every team deserves the Dundee music. Whoa, whoa, coming in hot. <laughs> this is the Tennessee Volunteers. Peyton Manning, Heath Schuler, Carl Pickens, Peerless Price, T. Yeah. Martin. They've been a Re- Reggie White. Eric Berry. I mean, they did Leonard Little. You can go on and on and on about the playmakers they have had in Knoxville. Who is that bowling ball? Or is it? Jamal Lewis, was Jamal here. Lewis. They had James Stewart. They had Alvin Kamara. I mean, just a slew of, of good running backs there. Reggie Cobb, rest in peace. Uh, who's that kick returner? Uh, Cedric Wilson, man. They had a few guys. They've had some players. Joey Kent. Who, who, who? Yeah. Uh, this is the, the Tennessee falls though. And can they get it back on track? I was a, somewhat of a skeptic of the hypo hire. Yeah. I know his track record speaks volumes at uh, UCF considering, but he walked into a, an undefeated team essentially. Yeah. And I kind of thought they were heading in the wrong direction a tad bit under his uh, guidance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 12 and one, 10 and three, six and four. That is heading in the wrong direction. Yeah. And mathematically uh, speaking. I just think uh, it's an interesting hire. Uh, also, obviously, they were caught cheating, <laughs> and now they have Tennessee. This is yes, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. So now, I mean, unfortunately for Hypo, he's going to walk into something, and the NCAA is going to dish some type of sanctions yeah. out, and not ideal. Everyone on the team, I feel like, transferred to Oklahoma. Yep. Um, <laughs> I will hit you with that uh, a transfer- little irony for Josh Hypo to deal with. Yeah, I mean. I get, I get it though. If you, uh, you know, you got to, f- I wonder when the NCA will deal this to them, but they're handing out bags of cash in McDonald's bags. Patty C. I know, <laughs> I know no one's ever given you a McDonald's bag full of cash, but uh, <laughs> probably gotten a few McDonald's bags full of shit from the homeless people around the Hollywood. <laughs> but. Uh, but you look at, and what uh, defensive lineman, Daryl Middleton transfers to West Virginia. Uh, Caden Salter quarterback transfers to Liberty. Uh, Greg Emerson, defensive lineman, trans- transfers to Memphis. Malachi Weidman, four-star wideout, transfers to Jackson State. Patty C. Mm. Uh, Kenny Solomon uh, transfers to Tulsa. Chase Bishop transfers to Ball State. Um, uh, they did bring in Kamal Hayden, a cornerback from Auburn. They also brought in Brandon Turnage, a cornerback from Alabama, four-star, former four-star. Um, That's always nice. You're the, losing all-American linebacker to Alabama. You pick up a, a defensive. But back. they they lost a ton. Dejan, uh, they also bringing in a Dejan Terry, a defensive lineman from Kansas. But I mean, Caleb uh, Tremblay. Uh, they they grabbed from USC. I mean, this is uh, it's been chaotic because they've brought in a ton to try to replace everyone they lost, which was like I said, I feel like Oklahoma got a ton of them. And then 
uh, the, the great linebacker, Henry, uh, what is it? Two two Oh, or something. Yeah, he's at Alabama. <laughs> Eric gray went to Oklahoma. Key Lawrence went to Oklahoma. The other running back. Uh, what, what am I? I forget his name. He's at uh, Chandler. He goes to North Carolina. You know what I got to say? What's that? These hoes ain't loyal. Well, it's if they're going to hit loyal. you with sanctions, yeah, <laughs> kind of give them a pass. You got a brand new coach too. I mean, it was a, this uh, is probably, I would say out of every team we've previewed so far, this is the most crazy transfer portal situation that we've looked at. They brought in Joe Milton, a quarterback um, transfer from Michigan and also Hendon hooker who transferred in like a week before they got caught cheating um, or that story broke. Um, the quarterback stable is Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who gets a start? It's funny. You look at the publications. One will say Joe Milton. The other one will say Hendon Hooker. I uh, think Milton's going to be the starter. Who do you think's better? It, I think for Hypel's offense, probably uh, Milton. Probably Milton. Yeah. I mean, dude, I thought there was potential for Milton to be an absolute stud. You know, Harbaugh has a way of ruining quarterbacks. So, from a measurable standpoint, he's got everything you're looking for, but. Watching him on the field, and I, I I can't blame that on Harbaugh or Gaddis last year at Michigan. Like he he just wasn't that accurate, you know. So it, hope, but Hooker Hooker threw but the ball like ten times a game. Isn't this addition by subtraction by Jared Guant- Guantanamo <laughs> Bay being gone? <laughs> I, I do believe so. Uh, let me. I want to look up his previous year's statistics. I only have last year's pulled up. They only have four returning starters uh, penciled in, and two of them on the offensive line. Only two of five back. Tight end Austin Pope is back for a senior season and one wide out uh, Velas Jones Jr. Everyone else is brand new to the system. Uh, I mean, this offense was 108th in scoring offense, Patty C, 84th in rushing, 85th in passing, 102nd overall. Terrible. That is really bad. And looking back, it's been pretty much the same thing. Hovering in that 100 and yeah, you know, teens range over the last four years for the most part. Like they, I mean, Pruitt is not an offensive guy, but Butch Jones was, and yeah. they sucked under him offensively. Uh, you look the, they, they had a Caden Salter, big time recruit coming in for them, but perhaps could be the quarterback that, that beats out the other two. No, he got in trouble. No spring ball. He was suspended from spring ball. So I'm assuming they're not going to go with him at starting maybe down the line. Uh, defensively, they are returning five. You got three on the D line, uh, one or and two in the secondary. Breaking in all new linebackers. This defense, uh, 69th in scoring defense, 41st against the run, 106 against the pass, charting at 65th overall. Patty C. So, how many offense and how many defense returning starters you seen uh, on that publication? At, uh, well, I mean, it depends on what you look at, but uh, as a total, offense and defense combined would be uh, would be. I'm at nine. That's terrible. Yeah. Especially considering and all the COVID season where extra year of eligibility, all these teams are getting 19, 20 starters back. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and not only that, the most, most of their production, like yeah. they're not returning their important pieces. <laughs> like it's going to be interesting. Now I think Heupel is a good offensive coach. So I do expect this ball to be moving for Tennessee. Yeah. I just don't know. He could he, like, my problem with Heupel was there was plenty of games where he overcoached himself he, or he outcoached himself. I should say. Well, that's what hot shot offensive minds tend to like to Dude, do. That, you look at that UCF pit game. They should have won that game. Yeah. They got too aggressive. 
went for a fourth down when you didn't need to. And you lo- you lost because of that. And then uh, same situation happened last year, UCF Memphis. This is a game. They were up 17 points with like five, like seven minutes left or something. And because they refused to just try to run it out. Yeah. You, you stop the clock helping Stay your aggressive opponent has yeah. its, uh, has its limits. Um, <laughs> it's like uh, your boy up in Pittsburgh. Uh, Narduzzi. Narduzzi. Yeah. What's crazy is when they matched up Narduzzi actually out coached Hypel. <laughs> Which they'll. Th- by the way, they meet again on this schedule. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for shitty uh, late game coaching, that is a game to tune into. UCF or uh, I guess Tennessee Pitt now. now. Now they did get Javante Payton, a wide receiver from Mississippi State, transferring over. I liked what I saw of him in Starkville. I think that could help also uh, with the inexperience at wide receiver. Um, Maybe Cedric Tillman. I mean, I, I, if you mix Peyton uh, with Jones Jr. or Jones Senior, the uh, the senior there, and then Cedric Tillman, I think the offense might be all right. It's more so the defense. Um, I know you you hit on this a little bit pre episode. Tim Tim Banks running the defense there, um, and he he's got some pedigree. He's been building yeah. that uh, resume up. I mean, I saw him getting looks for I forget which head coaching position, but he's getting a little hype. D, uh, Cincinnati's DC, Illinois, DC, uh, most recently Penn state's defensive coordinator for the last five years. So well, their defense wasn't great last year, right? Penn state's yeah, not so but, great, but prior to that, pretty decent for most of his uh, tenure there. Let me, let me tell you what uh Heupel's done offensively at UCF. Now I will say they were the number one team in the country scoring the year before he got there in 2017. So nowhere to go, but down, but he did maintain it at six, five, and eight over the last three years at UCF from scoring offense. If Tennessee could get some of that action, I think they will. But yeah. I mean, I don't know about top ten, but I mean, I think there'll be a, a, a very good offense as you're seeing the SEC really transition to these all, to the off- Big Twelve. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> they take the Big Twelve and they become the Big Twelve in every way. <laughs> yes, definitely. And and uh, that is hilarious. <laughs> adding adding Texas and Oklahoma, like, you know and, what? And, and all of a sudden, there's been this whether it was Joe Brady at LSU, whether it's adding Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin, that's true, as their own head coaches. Um, also, uh, you know, get, going to get Josh Heupel. Just uh, Georgia ditched their uh, their offense approach, hired a Monken. Yeah. Uh, so you're seeing like now you're kind of seeing. Kendall Bryles is at Arkansas. You're seeing these. They, they, it's fucking the Big Twelve. It's the Big Twelve. Yeah. Um. And now the now the uh, the Pac-12 is the de- defensive conference. That, that's wild. What has happened in this world? Everything is ass backwards. It's 2021, <laughs> folks. Uh, and Cincinnati has a great defense too, right? The the mid major, right? Um, this win total, Patty C, sitting at six. Look blindly when I see that, I want to lock the under. I know Tennessee's out of conference schedule is pretty shitty, so there's opportunity to grab some wins. Yeah. But six, I guess. I guess the SEC East has so many new coaches. There are some shitty teams that they are, that are on their schedule. Dude, they play Bowling Green, who should be. They wouldn't win five games in the FCS. Yeah, <laughs> that is a that is a laughable opponent. I'm gonna do a breakdown on this because the SEC they get away with this line that like, hey, our our teams are harder, so we we get to play less of them. It's like. 
I don't, I don't buy that. I, I, I want to see what the effect like is statistically on the inflation of your wins as a conference, because you don't play as many, you don't play as many hard teams. Sure. The teams you play are harder. If you play four hard teams on your schedule, sure. You lose them all, but that's still eight wins. Well, and the fact, I mean, we've made this case before and Tennessee fans aren't going to like me saying this, but that you do have Bowling Green on your schedule. Alabama has New Mexico state and New Mexico state also plays at Kentucky. New Mexico state plays a lot of sec teams, yeah. right? Akron plays Auburn. If you were to take the five worst teams in the country, UMass, they are littered all it would over be the UMass, SEC Bowling schedules. Green, Akron and New Mexico state yeah. Four. I don't know that a UMass is playing a, uh, an sec opponent this year, Yeah. but every other team that is the worst of the is playing for the most part, yes. they get them most years, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think mean, this year UMass is getting Florida state. Okay. So, so the, they're definitely ACC yeah. still trying to take a page from the uh, book of the sec in every way as usual. Well, those are like, but those are laughable because though they're, they're such bad teams that they would not be good in the FCS. Right. right like, right. like Tennessee plays Tennessee tech in week three. I actually think Tennessee tech might be a better team than Bowling green, but even Tennessee tech's not a good FCS. Yeah. But I think if you match those two up, Tennessee Tech and who? Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Yeah. You might have a game. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Bowling Green's been really bad. Uh yeah, I mean Oklahoma coming to the SEC played what? Missouri State, who was what, one and eleven or 0 and twelve a couple years ago yeah. in the FCS? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, come on. That's a bye week. That's a bye. That you you're being given a literal free win at that point. Like, yeah. I mean, you you look at the likes of that, you don't really see that as much. Like Michigan's playing Western Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Western Michigan, we know Michigan should roll, but Western Michigan's like a bowl team almost every year. Sure. Yeah. It's a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. You have to actually get up a little bit for that. Yeah. Um, anyway, this should one, I hit these uh, rankings? Yeah. Hit, hit the rankings. Recruiting rankings last five years, Tennessee, 17, 21, 13, 10 and 23. So really kind of elite recruiting, not showing up in the uh, win column. Sounds like my case of, uh, of, of recruiting. Slightly, <laughs> slightly overrated. Well, let me check where they uh, check in in the SEC rankings. Uh, seven, eight, seven, seven, and eight. That's unbelievable. That you they know, were three and seven last year, Pat. They're a middle middle of the pack uh, recruiting SEC team, but they're in the top fifteen basically on average uh, recruiting. So the SEC has way too much talent in it. Is is what. Is well, that's, that's been the divide over the past 20 years that made them so elite, whether you, you know, you can take this argument from, from many directions, Yeah. but, but the reality is that's what the reality yeah. is, is, is yes, they might schedule, but it has been the best conference in college football. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, anyway, yeah. Six wins <laughs> is the, uh, now I'll say this. What the, what one, two, three. Three times only, only three times, Patty C. In the past decade, would they have beaten six wins in the regular season? Because the bowl game is irrelevant, right? That's 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 bad. That's bad. Okay, week one, they get Bowling Green. Tennessee wins by forty-five. Yes. No, probably Easily. by more. Probably Easily. by by fifty-nine. Josh Heupel gets off to a great start. Gets this fan base pumped. Uh, Could week- be a Mike Leach situation real quickly though. Week two, though, you got to circle this one because if you're going to hit your over, this is your opportunity. Yeah. Pitt is a weird team, a very weird team. They lose to teams they shouldn't. 
this is one where it's uh, if I've seen this play out a million times, it's the ACC has the SEC dead to rights at the end of a game and gives it away. This is the type of game that'll happen in. That was like Virginia Tech versus Tennessee a few years back. Virginia Tech's moving the ball all over the field, but they fumble six, they lose six fumbles. It's like what? Uh, Pitt is two two and zero all time against Tennessee. Uh. Wow. So all right. Tennessee has I'm gonna a chance. give it I'm gonna give it to Pitt, but I think this is a ball game. I think it's a ball game because Pitt's a weird team. Pitt doesn't blow out I don't think they're gonna blow them out. I think this is gonna be like a 31-28 game. And if Tennessee, if Hypel can get it going by week two, which is a big a tall order. Well, they have a far more talent, even with all the defections. But as I mean, dude, you have Pitt six year quarterback Kenny Pickett. You yeah, know I, what I mean? Like you, I you got, think Pitt is ahead of them, even on the road. I do too. So I'm going to take Pitt to to narrowly escape, but it wouldn't shock me if Tennessee won this game. Yeah, not at all. So I got them at one and one. Then they take on Tennessee Tech of the FCS. I believe Tennessee Tech was horrible in the FCS. Let me just pull that up. Uh, Did they did they opt out last year? I'm not sure. I'm trying to pull this up. Two and five last year. So maybe Tennessee Tech is worse than Bowling Green. it takes some doing. Yeah, this is this is a uh this is a blowout once again. So two and one. Yep. Doing all right out the gates, possibly even three and oh. Yeah. You can make a case three and not, not that Th- hard then, to imagine. Then they hit the swamp where they had they, they don't win. That's <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah. Um wouldn't it be great if they won that game? Wouldn't uh, that be fucking you great? You want to see Muschamp on the game? uh Catching some flat or not much champ. Um, uh, Mullen. What, what decade you live in? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got him at, uh, I got him losing that two and two at Missouri. You know, I'm kind of high on Missouri this year. So I got them losing at Missouri. Now Hypo used to be the OC at Missouri. Not that long ago. Um, so I got him at two and three in the first five. Do you agree? <sighs> you said you got them losing against Missouri. Yeah, I, do. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Two and three. They come back home to South Carolina against Shane Beamer. And this is one of these ones on, on this uh, is, I will say this Tennessee whooped the tar out of Missouri last year. Yeah. But it was like week one, I 35 think. to 12. That was and they Drinkowitz's beat him two years first ago. Game. That was drinking with his first game with no COVID or with, you know, he was the yeah. first year coach. Yeah. 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 I do think, I mean, that game could be close, but I give it to Missouri. Yeah. And uh, so October 9th, they host Shane Beamer. And this is my case. And I saw Heather Dinich do a do a story that the SEC East is the worst division in college football. I don't know that it is. <laughs> I, I think it might be yeah, for two for, national for title five, contenders for power, not this year. Well, not Florida probably. This they're year, not even top twenty five. I, I would be surprised <laughs> if they don't finish in the top twenty five. Really, I, I bet Florida has a decent year. I think Missouri is going to be better than Florida. That actually will be close. I agree with you. Um, but Georgia, obviously. But, I, know, but I, the I, rest I, of the division, I read. Well, you're the right. uncertainties of like Vandy, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Kentucky. You have four teams that are kind of yeah. What do we have here? Yeah, true. I mean, I think Kentucky might be in the right direction. Maybe Tennessee can be. Who knows? Um, but that that makes this South Carolina game huge. I have no fucking idea who's winning this. On game. Rocky Top here, I'm gonna favor Tennessee. <sighs> probably should. Probably should. I'll ride with you. Uh, so that would then put us at three and three. They're home to Ole Miss. A lot of people are high on Ole Miss. This is interesting because Kiffin coming back to Rocky Top. Oh man! As the head coach, I, I love this matchup. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me if Tennessee beat him, but I mean, I guess I'll give us a field goal edge. This is another thing: is Jeff Lebby going up against Josh Heupel? Lebby <laughs> employed Heupel, or I'm sorry, Heupel employed Lebby at UCF. For two years. That's true. Uh, interesting little storylines accompanying this game. 
Uh, I want to see what has been uh, the story of this series lately. You got the internet all jumping around. Well, Tennessee over. leads the all-time series forty-four to nineteen. I know that. Okay, but they've uh, lost two of three. It's been yeah, it's been over the last four years, and even uh, two and two though. Um, obviously, Ole Miss blew them out last year. Tennessee blew Ole Miss out the year before. I think Ole Miss has the edge right now. I think they have a slight edge. So yeah. give me, give me Ole Miss there. Wouldn't shock me if Tennessee won that game. Yeah, I, it's that, just th- because this is the scary thing with the number though is that if they were to beat Pitt and start out three and zero, and then beat South Carolina, and Mississippi, you're at five wins then. And what's the uh, six? Six is the uh, number. And you mm. still have South Alabama and Vanderbilt on the schedule. Mm, they could do this. What a fucking horrible out of conference schedule. Yeah. Bowling Green, Pitt. Tennessee Tech, South Alabama. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like three bye weeks. And and your pit. best team yeah. on your schedule hasn't won ten games in seventy five years. <laughs> pit, uh, granted, they've won eight games every year for seventy five yeah. years, but it's respectable. Their other three are complete garbage, and the fact that the SEC East is pretty down this year—that's what I'm saying. They could easily achieve eight wins. Yeah, but. They do have uh, a cross division yeah. game against that. Talk about a terrible like arrangement for Tennessee. But anyway, uh, two losses there in a row going into the bye week. I think. Yeah, I agree. They they, they lose at Alabama October twenty third. That would then put them at what we're projecting to be what three and five. Is that correct? Yeah. Or, yeah. Wait, Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, South Carolina as the three wins. The the losses Pitt, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Alabama, three and five. They get a bye week before they're at Kentucky. I think Kentucky's ahead of them right now. I do too. So that would put them at three and six. Yep. Home to Georgia, Patty C. That's an L. Three and seven. Home to South Alabama. That's a win. Yep. Four and seven. Home to Vanderbilt. They're five and five. Can Clark Lee make the statement? Two first year coaches. I think Tennessee's ahead of Vandy. I feel like this is like every every game in college football is two first year coaches. Now, guys, give a little bit of time. I mean, obviously not uh if they're cheating and <laughs> getting caught cheating. <laughs> yeah. Uh Jeremy Pruitt probably needed to go, but uh I guess Derek uh who's the guy at Vanderbilt? Dooley? No, the guy at uh, uh Derek Mason. Mason had plenty of he time. Had time yeah. yeah. Um, I, I got, I got Tennessee going five and seven. So that would be the under, but there's a, this is not a strong play of mine because I think you can make the case that Tennessee can go seven and five. It would be, in my opinion, it would be a completely counterfeit seven and five, but it wouldn't shock me if they're bowling come December. Yeah. I mean, last four years, it's actually like, I know they get Bama and Georgia, but it's actually like a really easy schedule to me. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, you got two guaranteed losses on there. Florida's yeah. a probable loss, but probable, other than that, yeah. like there's, it's not hard at all. But the other ones, there's a lot of winnable games here. You can make a case that they could win three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games. You, they they, you should, can make a case. They can go nine and yeah, three based yeah. on recruiting rankings should blast nine teams on their schedule. You yeah. know, uh, last four years though, four and eight, five and seven, eight and five, three and seven. You know, one winning season in the last four years, very un Tennessee like, uh, or at least from the Tennessee we grew up with in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Uh so I'm gonna take the under. What are you taking on that six? I'm taking the under too. Taking the under as well. Um, all right, folks. If you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe because we're breaking down all 130 college football teams. We got a podcast for every single team. And make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience. I know Tennessee Vol fans are probably mad hearing me say this. But even though I built a case for them to go nine and three, but I can tell you this: we'll listen, subscribe to the college basketball experience because Rick Barnes is recruiting great, like he traditionally does down there in Knoxville. 
I think it could be a big year for the Vols. He'll get you in the tournament. <laughs> He'll get you in the tournament, and he hasn't had an Addy. But hey, Mac Brown, it took you him a long break time. Through at yeah. some point, keep knocking on that door. Uh, so subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. We talk college basketball year round over there. Over here, we talk college football year round here. So do that. Subscribe to both me, Patty C, NC Nick. We handicap every single Division One college football and college basketball game. Every single one. Been doing it for the past four years. Never had a losing season for each individual sport. For each individual picking the games. Yes, me, Patty C, NC Nick. We've never had a losing season. Obviously, as a collective, but also independently. Um, we're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free on the SGPN app, which you can download for free in the app store or Google play store. You'll get all of our picks, all of our podcasts. We just had Mike Leach on the show. We just had who, who else? Uh, Jim McMahon, Jim McMahon. Yeah. There's always guests. You'll get all those podcasts for free. You'll get all the articles, the content. I got the top 10 hardest schedules out there for college football, Check that one out, ranking guys. all 130 college football coaches that's out there. Get the SGPN app. You'll enjoy it. And if you do, when you download it, give us a five-star review in the app store on that app and, uh, and, and say some nice things about us. And if you do that, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D give me a follow and uh, show me that screenshot essentially. And I'll send you a college experience t-shirt brand new. Yes. Not from a yard sale. All right. Uh, Patty C's on Twitter. Patty C. Don't you dare follow me. Don't you (laughs) dare follow me. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. The college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP network. And also check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast. All right. We're both on the under with the Vols. This is the college football experience, Tennessee Vol style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.